Okay, hello everyone. I'm Clelia and I have the pleasure to be here today with Pascal in Switzerland mm -hmm. and we are going to talk about the chronic states. So thank you, Clelia. Um, welcome, welcome you guys uh, for this Pranic World Festival. Uh, this time is a bit particular. We used to go in Italy to enjoy Cocore and this time it will be online. Uh, but I hope you will take as much as possible from this, uh, from this video. Mm, nice. Thanks, Pascal. So mm -hmm. please, I have several questions for you. Mm -hmm. uh, can you please tell us a little bit more who you are and what is your background related to Prana? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay, I'm a Swiss. I'm 38. Uh, my background is more related with science. So I have a PhD in physics. And the last few years of my academic world, I was working on altered state of consciousness. And I would say this is where my journey, my spiritual journey has has been starting because uh, I was exploring uh, the dream states, uh, lucid dreams. This is when we're waking up our consciousness within the dreams. And within these dreams, I could connect with the spirit world. And from this period of time, I more and more grew within this spiritual world. And actually the pranic state was just some kind of consequence of this uh, exploration. So in 2014, at this time, I was an um, energy healer. I was working uh, in what we call a trance, trance state. Um, so it's like the, the spirit is coming really close and they helping us to be like a channel and to bring energy to heal another person. And uh, during this year, I was doing a lot of healing, but also specifically so during the weekends. And it was longer period of time and it was like seven, six, seven hours in trance state. Uh, within these weekends. And after this kind of weekends, I was, I would say, vibrating in a different kind of state. And from this period of, of deep trance state, I could actually observe that my physical body doesn't need it, uh, too much time to rest. So it's like the, the nights were much more shorter, but also the, the appetite was completely different. I was not um, having any hunger anymore. And I was just enough actually to, to just relax uh, for this few days after the, the weekends. And that was actually my first experience in the pranic, uh, in the pranic realm. And I had no idea what, what was happening with me during this period of time. And just by checking on the internet, I just realized, okay, this is called uh, prana, the pranic state and so on. And six months later, I made a, a process uh, in Italy uh, with Nicola and Henri Montfort. And this is where actually I could um, deepening a bit what's happening within my physical body to stabilize the, the process. But at this time, the process was not really stable because actually, even if I could experience uh, this deeper state of vibration, if we want connected with the universe, my emotional body needed also to, to have some healing. And it took me really some, some years in order to, to heal all what was necessary in order to stabilize uh, this energy within my physical body. So it was like a period of time where sometimes I needed to return back uh, to some salads and then some period of time also to go back to juices. But this period was not so, um, I would say, stable. It was always some experiencing some kind of state, working more on the emotional body and moving a bit more step by step further into this panic uh, experience. Yeah. Okay. So it's a good step to go to my second question. So mm -hmm. what is for you a pranic um, person? Yes, um, actually it's a quite good question because I guess for 10 different panic people, it will be 10 different answers. Uh, already the, the panic state, what it means to be panic is, is different. We don't have right now a clear definition. Uh, some people, they some who are assuming that it's to be completely independent from physical food. Some other people, they're saying, okay, if you just have one meal per week, you are in the panic state. Uh, some other people, it's to means to be in the pranic consciousness is to have been able to connect on the self level with this oneness experience. And quite often to do the process, maybe for example, the 21 day uh, process is enough to access to this pranic consciousness. But the hard point there is to be able to maintain this consciousness and this lifestyle for a longer period of time. So it's really depending on everybody what it means to be, to be pranic. For me, I would say there is the pranic consciousness. This is really this experience of being in this oneness. And then there is the application of this consciousness into the physical body. And more and more we are able to apply this information into the physical body, more and more we are detached from the physical food. 
for example, in my case, um, I had a lot of experiences where I had a bit more time to meditate for my own, like uh, meditation retreats or, or dark room or this kind of experiences. And uh, the need of the physical food or even sometimes some liquids were really uh, going almost to nothing. But when I'm really much more active in the daily life, in the society, then this is how it's a bit harder actually to maintain this state. And this is also maybe what we're going to speak uh, a bit later about how we are able to, to get this nice consciousness into our daily, daily life in our physical body. Yes, please tell mm -hmm. us a, a little bit about how do you man, man, maintain mm -hmm. this um, lifestyle? Okay. Um, I would say this is really something that we need to couple with the spiritual growth. Because some people are just assuming, okay, when I will be panic, I will be spiritual. But for me, actually, that's the reverse. It's along the spiritual growth that actually we can observe this ability to be nourished completely from the source. But it's a side effect, not the cause of it. Um, if it's not the case, then I would say there is certainly some ego along the way. Why we would like to be to be panic. And for example, in my experiences, uh, I had two ego that I needed really to, to give a lot of healing. The first one was related to the impression that actually the body was like a kind of weight. And everything was really clear here. Everything was nice in the mind, in my consciousness. But every time I was coming with my awareness in my physical body, but also in this material world, then that was starting to be, to be heavy, to be like a burden because, okay, we have responsibilities. Uh, there is work, there is also uh, the neighborhood, there is a lot of different factors, uh, parameters that we don't actually at every moment can, can decide. And that was a bit heavy. And somehow a lot of people, this is what I'm so observing also nowadays, they're going into this panic uh, quest actually to take even more distance from their physical body because they could really taste this kind of uh, ecstatic state within their physical body without giving some food. But actually what's happening, we have our physical body, but when we're um, losing track with the food, we, we're just uh, making a break with it, quite often the energetic pattern is just shifting up. Okay, that's much more easier to connect with our higher self, but actually at the same time, we're losing our words. And for me, there is also a connection with uh, anorexic people. So that some people, they're just stopping for a period of time to taking food uh, for whatever reasons, because after a certain period of days, there is this kind of ecstatic state within the physical body. But this is out of the distance of the body. And for me, the pranic experience is really the reverse. We have to bring our spirituality really within our physical body. And this is the key point on the long term to be successful. And the other aspect um, is really related uh, with this spiritual ego. Because when we write reading some uh, spiritual books, we, we see, oh, the last century, all the last people who have been really pranic, they were all amazing people, like saints. They had, for example, the stigmata, and the next day they could experience this pranic state. And we have this uh, collective thought form related to pranic state means to be really a, a yogi on a high level or to be really an amazing channel for, for the spirits. And we need actually to, to go a bit deeper and to be able to feel perfectly fine being completely, I would say, discreet in our spiritual evolution. To be really in this humbleness where we don't need to be recognized by other people. And for me, this is also the strategy which is really important on the long term. This is really to work on this humbleness uh, and to be, I would say, the value for ourselves without looking for some uh, recognition from outside. Because this is like a trap. Because we're just nurturing a mask or kind of strategy to feed a part of our ego. And nowadays we are more and more moving towards a spiritual society and that's why we are more and more manifesting this spiritual ego. And the pranic community has also to face um, this kind of experiences. It's also to heal all this ego and we need to be much more humble in whatever is happening around us in order to support each other and to move for the next step. Because actually I have the hope that the pranic community will be the next um, the next signal for the whole mankind to move to a different paradigm, to have really a much more global vision of what it means to be living on, on the planet. Because we're actually moving out of this, uh, I would say, this uh, predation scale 
it means okay i'm living because i'm able or i need to kill other animals or, or just also to to transform the earth because i need to to plant i don't know some uh, some crops some some corn because i need to to be fed if i'm just moving out of these experiences i just realize i'm creating my own cycles and i'm just moving along the cycles of the planet earth and this is really from a collaboration and not i'm taking as much as i can mm -hmm. so the whole paradigm is completely shifting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay thank you yeah. and okay. so do you think that uh, everybody can become a breatharian Actually, yes. Um, here and now, maybe not everybody. I mean by that, it's depending on how much time they have in their lifetime to evolve to this different kind of vibrating frequency. Um, some people, they are already, I would say, too tired or they have been trapped too much in their own limited belief. If they have been doing the same things for, I don't know, 40 years, 50 years, and another person is coming in telling them, okay, Actually, you can be smiling right now. You can be free of whatever you, you need to be doing. Um, this is not going to be easy for this kind of people because they will be trapped in, for example, what they are doing or what they think they are. And all this function, all these um, labels that we put on ourselves is really uh, limiting, I would say limiting beliefs, which is avoiding us to be in this panic state. Because for me, the panic state, this is really an act of being and not an act of doing. And this is also important because when I observing the pranic community, I would say there is three kinds of pranic people. The first kind is really the people who had really an amazing face. Those kind of people, they're just meditating in prayer the whole day. And they're having really a strong connection with the divine, but also with the saints. And, they, and they're living a life of saints. And these kind of people, they received without any expectations, this gift of being... Um, I would say nourished by the source. The other kind of people, the other kind of panic people is, I would say, the yogi. The yogi are the kind of people who has been working a lot on their physical body. So, for example, through Tai Chi, Qigong, uh, yoga, uh, maybe they have been working also on dry fasting, but they were really um, strong in making their physical body to vibrate in a really high vibration. And this is actually really the key point to be able to maintain this pranic state uh, on the physical body is to be able to have this physical body, which is like an antenna, able to receive a big amount of prana, I would say big enough to be able to be self-sustained. And quite often it requires a lot of work. And sometimes the people, they will have to work on this energy every day. It could be doing some breathing exercise, some meditation, some tai chi, and it could be also really beneficial for other aspects uh, and it could be also related for a transition period but I would say on the long term that would be even better to be to be in the panic experience and not to always being obliged every day to, to work I don't know one or two hours to, to be in this kind of state this is the yogi people so we have seen the people who speak faith uh, yogi people and the third kind is the people really connected uh, with the spirits Uh, along the Pranic community, there was a lot of mediums, a lot of shamans, and through the connection they had with the spirits, they could access to a different kind of vibrating frequency. And from this open door, they can nourish this, their selves on a different level. And of course, we can be just in one kind, but for me, I think it's better actually to be in all the different kind. So I mean by that, we need to be really close to God. We need to have this faith within ourselves that we have already a complete experience, that we can find a happiness within ourselves. The second step is to be also really healthy on the physical body. I've never seen a panic person who has really uh, a lot of troubles, a lot of problems physically. It's, it's not really possible. And the last step is to be able to be also connected with their energy field. So actually all these shamans and mediums who has received the connection with the, the panic state are all the people who are really used to work on the energy. So they could actually connect not only physically, but also with the different layers of, of who they are. And this step is actually uh, the step which is um, a process that I'm, I, I give at my center here in Switzerland, is really working from the energy field to move into this panic state. It's really by knowing yourself that you can connect in a different way to your higher self, but also to the whole universe. And another aspect about uh, the prana that I, I would like to talk about 
is how to connect uh, with this kind of food. A lot of people, they assume this is some kind of energy that we need to take from outside. So it means there is some kind of resource somewhere. And if I'm taking this resource, I will deplete this resource. But actually for me, this is something different. It's like an information. If I'm rich of one information and I'm sharing this information to another person, the other person will be rich of this information. But I will not be poor because I will not lose this information. And the prana is like that. It's some kind of information. It's like a vibration that is accessible everywhere at every time for everybody. The problem is always us. Are we able to connect with this information or not? With this vibration or not? And I like also to speak about this um, metaphoric uh, image. Uh, this has been given in the book of Jasmine. She's talking about uh, a guitar, the four strings of the guitar. There is the spiritual body, uh, the mental body, the emotional body, and the physical body. And actually, the, the key point here of, of the pranic state, or to maintain this pranic state on the long term, is to be able to vibrate with the physical body on a really higher level. And actually, to be able to give this information in this physical body, we need to allow to have all the doors completely open. If not, it means we are just working and we are doing a lot to maintain this vibration. But instead, we can be differently. We can be fully present in our spirituality, uh, emotional state, mental state, and then as a consequence, we can be fully present with our consciousness within our physical body. So that's for me the, the panic state experience. Thanks, Pascal, very yeah. much. Um, yeah, I think you answer uh, already, but do, would you like to add something about how can we mm. become pranic? Because you give us already a lot of information, but mm -hmm. is something missing about how? Um, I would say that everybody has to find his own way uh, to find happiness. For me, um, the pranic state is a consequence of happiness. It's when we are able to bring permanently a smile within every cell of our body, then mm. our cells are starting to vibrate differently and to be able to be nourished by the prana. And some people, they will find really a lot of joy by doing some music. Um, some other people, they will find joy in, in, I don't know, walking in the nature, some other people in meditating. So everybody has to find his own way to connect with the divine. And if we are just more and more connected on our spirituality, it will be more and more easier actually to manifest exactly what our soul was willing to express when we decided to move here on earth. So it's really uh, a side effect of a spiritual growth and, and happiness at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now, how do you see the future of mankind regarding the, the food? Okay. Um, so the food is a big topic. Uh, if we're just observing, if we're just making a snapshot of the world right now, and we're just observing how the economy is working and how much transport we have related with food, it's taking a lot of our focus. Mm -hmm. So our focus is a part of education, a part of economy, and a part of food. But if we can just move this part of food and just give, instead of this place, more space for spirituality growth, for example, we can really change the world really quickly. If we just observing the amount of people eating meat nowadays. No, nobody, not everybody can eat meat, but the people doing that, uh, sometimes this is because they have the choice to eat meat. And some other people, they don't have any choice, but they have to eat meat. But more and more we're growing also in knowledge, more we will realize actually that the meat uh, is not the best option for our physical body. Okay, I speak now about the meat, but I could have speaking about, I don't know, the, the gluten, so all these uh, all these elements in the in the bread, uh, which is not helping a lot the stomach, it could be related with dairy product, it could be related with sugar. Actually, all this kind of food is not the best for us. So we have the choice to put whatever we want in our plate. And if we're able to realize the impact of what we put in our in our plate in our physical body, then we can really choose the best food for ourselves, especially if we know that actually what we have in the stomach is influencing a lot what we have in our mind as thoughts, but also as emotions. 
And I read recently an article about that, and they were claiming that actually 80% of the electrical information were moving from the stomach to the brain mm -hmm. and not the reverse. So actually, who is the boss within ourselves on the nerve system is really related with the stomach. Mm -hmm. So when we just claiming you are what you eat is much more relevant, much more real, that's what we can think. Because just by choosing what we put in our plate, we actually choosing also how we are dealing energetically with our environment. If I'm eating meat, I just mean, okay, I'm a predator. I take uh, as much as I want from, from Mother Earth and I don't care about the rest. And within this uh, food, there is also a lot of energy imprint. Uh, if a cow is suffering before to be, to be butchered, there is this death, uh, information and suffering experiences. And it's the same with dairy products. If there is some organism who has been genetically modified, removing out of all this nurturing information that is held from the nature and moving to something artificial like really like medicine or, or some kind of, of pills. So the idea is to realize that the physical food is just an aspect of what we're putting in our body when we're eating something. And the biggest and most important part is the information contained within the food. Okay, some people, they can just make prayer and change the vibration of what they eat. But actually, at the end of the day, we still want to, to have the best food or the best fuel for our organism. And more is it aligned with the source, more is it fresh, um, I would say fresh, uh, simple, coming directly from the nature without any artificial product, more we just realize that actually our body can heal from this kind of food. Mm -hmm. So if we just move back to this global picture of the world right now and what we're putting in the plates, if we just make uh, an experiences of thoughts and, okay, let's assume tomorrow morning, nobody will need to be eating anymore. We'll be completely panic. Okay, what it means? There is a lot of pollution related for transport will be gone. A lot of pollution also related with all these cars um, that it has to, to be placed somewhere and with this methane creating pollution. Um, a lot of fields, which is actually destroying the forest, uh, are not needed anymore. And all the behavior we will have with the animals and the, 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 the flora, all the plants, the flowers, trees will be completely different. And, and we save the water as well. And the water, water. yes, yes. Mm. So actually the, the whole uh, mm. experience will be completely different in the way we will be interacting with Mother Earth. So I think mm. the next step for mankind to grow spiritually is really to decide what we want to put in our place. So if I have just one, I would say, magical wand, magic wand, and I can just make a wish how to change the world, that would be to change the food that we have in our place. Mm. Because every system is connected with the food. All the economy is based on what we take from the Earth, what we need, and all this transportation. So actually, I have a lot of hope. We are just now a, a few people, but there are much more people interested in this panic state. Mm -hmm. And every year, this community is growing. And it's bringing me a lot of hope to change the global experiences. Mm -hmm. Nice. I would like to take this opportunity that you speak about mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. to talk about what is happening now about the virus. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, about the, the 5G. Can you please um, okay. tell us what you think about that? Uh, I think the last three months we received a lot of videos. Everybody has been spammed every every day, every every week mm -hmm. about different versions, different explanations. Uh, I think also this is a normal behavior on the on the collective when there is some emotions, when there is some fear. We're moving up to the mind and we're putting some label on something to have the illusion that we control what's happening. And actually, instead of doing that, we should be just making some kind of introspection. Okay, there is something happening worldwide. So we need to just realize that everybody individually have co-manifested this virus, but also this 5G technology and everything. So everybody has just right now the occasions to heal maybe the, the worst part of this manifestation and just move along with these teachings. And I don't have this this impression that actually the next six months, the next year, it will be more and more peaceful. I guess even that we will have more and more challenges to actually push us into this growing spirituality. At every teachings from the universe, we have two options. 
we have the first one is to actually let it go of some part of our ego. When we identifying ourselves in something specific, it's creating some suffering because the universe is giving now a lot of pressure in our spiritual growth. Okay, the Mother Earth is really a big spirit, okay? And when this spirit is evolving, then all the inhabitants of this planet, they're evolving too, because there is always a mutual connection, communication with this energy. So, because Mother Earth is changing quickly, we have also to adapt really quickly. But the real reverse is also true. If the people on the planet, they're starting to be more and more connected with the spirituality, they will actually help the Mother Earth to evolve also much more in a harmony with it with mankind because right now it's like we're starting to be opposing our life experiences with the experience of mother earth and this uh, opposing energy it is opposing uh, objectives purpose on the long term this is creating some friction and for me it is virus and this 5g this is just uh, a way actually to to feel this resistance because there is in this uh, morphogenetic plane this uh, this surrounding plane which is uh, holding the life everywhere is not in harmony with everything. And when we are having some frictions, it's because we have been manifesting too strongly with something which is not aligned with the source. So this uh, COVID-19 uh, and all the effects biologically on the 5G is a manifestation of some, I would say, programming that we manifested on the collective scale who has been manifested. Mm. A few years ago, or I would say a few deca decades ago, it was taking much more time, much more time, sorry, in order to manifest something. But nowadays, the energy is so quick that it's enough for a few months for the collective to manifest something new, for, for the best, but also for the worst. So what should we do right now regarding this experience is to dive into ourselves. And if everybody individually is healing, uh, for example, this virus, but not the idea of the virus, the emotions related with that and the limited belief on the uh, spiritual level that we have, that we have created this experience, then actually already it will uh, create a solution. Because it's like everybody is just creating these thoughts, it's creating a cloud of information, and if this cloud of information is dense enough, it will be a manifestation on the physical world. But the solution will not come from the material world, it will come first on the energetic level. And it's really from the freedom of the people when they will have this opportunity to heal this virus within themselves, they will create an opportunity to have the solution also on the material plane. So please, guys, heal your fear related with this virus and everybody will move to the next step. And then it will be, of course, the next challenge. But I'm used to say all what I'm able to learn from wisdom, I'm not obliged to learn it from suffering. And I think when we're just observing the media and the TV and the newspaper recently, it seems that the collective is choosing the second option. But maybe we have now understood the teachings and we would like to grow with wisdom. And for example, the, the panic state is really a way to choose the wisdom. Because if we're able to be completely aligned with everything around, because we are creating our own cycle of, I would say, nurturing cycle of abundance, then there is no open door for suffering from, from outside from these experiences. Okay, yeah. so Pascal, this is how you suggest uh, to live right now in our society. Yes, um, to live, I would say, much more within mm -hmm. ourselves, to be much more conscious about what's happening in our life, mm -hmm. but also to deal directly when something is not really bringing happiness in our life. I mean, to deal directly is to bring a lot of love because quite often when we're having some teachings from the universe, when it's coming with a smile, we're just accepting these teachings. But when it's coming with an unhappy face, we used to put the emotions below the carpet to put as much distance as possible from these teachings. But actually the universe will always change the volume for a bigger one until we're able to, to cope with this teaching. Um, we were talking about the, the 5G before, but we are also really like antennas. It's like at every moment in our life, we are sending informations. Okay, there was a part which is conscious, but the biggest part is unconscious. And the point about our healing process, about our growing spirituality, is to be able to dive into this unconscious part and to heal this part. So about this uh, virus, 
It means there is a part of our unconscious self which has been manifesting that. And if something is happening in our life which is not bringing happiness, it means we need to change something. We need to change a programming which is not aligned with the source. And I know only one kind of energy which is changing ourselves on the long term. This is unconditional love. So the advice that I would like to give you about how to live right now is to live with this frequency of unconditional love. But it has to start with yourself. Because we are not able to give love to another person if we are not already in this experience of abundance for ourselves. I would like also to give the, the metaphor about the apples. I'm not able to give any apples to anyone if I don't have a lot of apples myself. And every day, if you can find a space within your a really busy schedule to find love to yourself, you will grow this amount of apples. And then it will be easy to give apples because you will have this abundance of it. And then what is magic about it? The universe will give you back these apples and it will create really some kind of loop of abundance of unconditional love. And after a while, we just feel that all the people around us are just an aspect of ourselves. So competition will not make any sense anymore. And regarding about the food, um, this experience of being ourselves and to see other or ourselves in others will be also mutual with animal kingdom and, and the plants. Uh, we are just one big organism on the spiritual level. Okay, there is separating experiences on the material world, but if I'm able to feel this oneness, then it seems natural to to be just fed by the, by the source. Okay, let's continue with another very important question. Mm -hmm. How to grow spiritually? Okay, um, I think I, I touched a bit this topic before when I was saying, okay, you, you mm -hmm. need to find your own way. Mm -hmm. So if you like music, then just do music. If you like uh, to some sport, then just do some sport. Um, Quite often in our society, we are used to place some kind of behavior or some kind of habits with the label of spirituality and some others is saying, okay, this is not really spiritual. But I think for me, this is not what we are doing, which is making the difference. It's much more how we are doing it. And I will go until to say, okay, even if you are doing, uh, uh, playing with a vacuum cleaner, but we are able to put some consciousness in doing that, then there is also a healing process on the background and also some teachings. So more and more we will be able to put our consciousness in our daily life, more we'll be able actually to grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. And the gift of this incarnation is the time. So we have to bring much more life in this time and not lose, I don't know, eight hours per day doing a job that we don't like. And just to have a small window every day of, I don't know, one hour, one hour and a half to do everything that is nourishing ourselves. The idea is really to live a life where we're having first a jobby, a job hobby, and then an extension of it that the rest of the day is always to, to work on our harmony. And when we can really have the smile and feel nourished by all what we are doing, then there is this, this extra value which is coming, which is a sense which is beyond ourselves. Um, I would say I would place the people in three kinds of labels. The first kind is the people which is identifying themselves with what they have, okay? The second kind is the people identifying, identifying themselves with what they are doing. So for example, the first kind, they will have a big car, a big house. The second kind, they will have uh, really long days, like 10 hours work per day, a lot of certificates. But the last option is the most interesting, is identifying ourselves with what we are or who we are. And then what we are doing and what we have would be an extra, would be a bonus. But the sense will come from within ourselves. And this is starting to be an amazing game. Because quite often when we experience in the life, we have the impression this is just uh, a prolongated suffering. Okay, there's a different version of suffering, but every day is like a painful uh, journey to, to, to live on. But this is not why we decided to come on Earth. We decided to come on Earth to live every minute, I would say fully, to be here and to enjoy this experience of abundance. But the point here is to realize that actually this abundance is not coming from outside. And this is the trick out of this illusion of this incarnation. Okay, the abundance could be observed outside, but we have to create it or to change enough of limited parameters within ourselves 
to find it within ourselves. And when we are able to do that, actually there is this kind of connection with the universe. And the universe is always trying to say, yes, you're right. So if I'm living an abundance of, for example, free time, at every moment the universe will say, yes, you have free time now. Oh, but I've been already working eight hours today. Oh, but I felt free. It was something meaningful for me and I'm still free in this kind of, uh, of job. And this is the real, um, the real success of it, is to be in this spirituality, in this oneness consciousness at every moment. And if we're able to bring this consciousness deep enough into our physical body, then we have the panic state, which is coming. You. Thank you. It's not finished yet. It's not finished. Okay. <laughs> so mm. I have three more questions okay. for you. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what, tell us what is happiness for you, please. Okay. Happiness. Um, happiness, uh, on an easy way, I would say, is the harmony or the communication between all the parts of our beings. Um, I read recently an article where a philosopher was saying that happiness is the congruence. So it means the harmony between what we think, what we say, and what we are doing. And I think that's quite interesting. Another aspect is to be able really to create communication and harmony within all the different bodies, which is, um, I would say, composing ourselves. It's really the, the Russian dolls, so the physical body, emotional body, mental body, and then the spiritual body. If we're able to connect with all the different parts that who we are, then we can't already experience this happiness. Because in our society, especially here in Europe, we have the illusion that if I'm thinking of being happy, I have the illusion that I'm happy. But when I'm stopping thinking of being happy, I'm not happy anymore. So actually, this is not the point of being happy. It has to be a kind of state which is lasting on the long term. And to be able to, to live this experience is to have it on the physical body. And this is the... The trickiest part is to be able to, to work out hard enough on the emotional body to bring these nice thoughts in our physical body. But to be able to, I would say, cross this barrier of this emotional body, we need to work a lot on ourselves and to bring a lot of these happy thoughts until this programming is a normal way to vibrating in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this is what actually we're learning here on Earth. This is why we, we came here. When we will be moving on the other side because our physical body will be too tired. Um, I used to joke about that. Um, the, the guy, there was always a guy who is holding the door to, to move us on the other side. Um, and St. Peter will not ask us about how much money we receive per month or what kind of certificates we had in our life. He will ask us maybe two questions. And the first one is, okay, uh, was I really happy about my life, about this time? And could I have this experience of vibrating with this unconditional love? And this is not related of what I'm doing. Some people, they, they can express easily some love with other human beings. Some other people, this is more related with the animal kingdom. And some others, this is with their garden. Or some other with painting. Actually, it doesn't matter. Because on the background, this is always the same, the same frequency. This is all this unconditional love for the whole experience, of the, the, whole, the whole universe. Yes, would you please, uh, Pascal, share a bit about your mm -hmm. process? Um, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have been trying to, to work on the best way to move into panic state. Actually, um, <clears throat> I was looking for a shortcut for a long period of time, but I just realized there was no shortcut. But there is always the option to be working with wisdom or to working against the teachings from the, the universe. And then it really, it's bringing a lot of suffering. And for me, the, the pranic journey is really a spiritual journey. I mean by that, by more and more, we're growing our consciousness into all these different layers. So to move this consciousness from the spiritual body to the, the mind, to calming the mind, having positive thoughts, moving to the emotional body, having not fear, anger, or sadness anymore, but having more these feelings of, I don't know, fulfillment, serenity, peacefulness at every moment, and then to having really this kind of ecstatic state within the physical body to feel completely relaxed. And also, like, every sense is manifesting this kind of, of happiness. This way is taking a lot of patience for ourselves and a lot of, I would say, will also, because we'll have a lot of setbacks, a lot of resistance, 
inner resistance. And then it's important to move along this way to have really strong habits, which is uh, keeping a space strong enough in order to create this transformation, this inner transformation. Because quite often, when there is something which is really hard from the universe, we're dropping our frequency. And, and then it's taking a long time to come back, to heal this traumatic event, and then to move to the next one. But if I'm able to having, I would say, a strong framework in my life, uh, I mean by that to having some habits, which is really healthy on all the different layers, which is uh, compo composing myself. For example, meditation, to bring, uh, I would say, food on the spiritual level, to do some sports, to, to keep a body healthy, um, to read, for example, to nourish my mind um, and to work on my smile, to always look for activities which is bringing me the best happiness ever. This is to heal also the emotion body. All these habits will be strong enough to create this process. And a lot of people actually, they, they have found within this experience of the panic state, a really an amazing state of being, an amazing experience, and they would like to share it. And the first kind of process that we heard about was the 20, 21 day process. But this process could be really hard because we're starting with seven days of dry fasting. And actually this process has been channeled for people who has been already meditating for, I don't know, 30 years. And they, they have been achieved a kind of vibrating or vibrational frequency, which, which was really amazing. But nowadays, a lot of people, they are interested to move into this panic experience but they have maybe not 30 years of meditation on their background. So the idea was really to find a way where the people they can move from where they are right now to move as close as possible and also without creating so much suffering in the process. Because actually along my, my years, I've, I've also done some, some different process to just see what is the best strategy actually to move into this experience. And I've seen some people who have been a bit, I would say, disappointed because they... They had maybe the illusions that after, I don't know, 10 days, 20 days of this process, they will be in this panic state. And they just returned home and they were having this strong will to, to prolong this process. And they were forcing with the mind against their physical body in this vibration that they were not theirs at this moment. And that would be much more better for their actually physical body to just step back a bit, just take back some green food and work on the emotional body. Because... Our energy is limited. Every morning we have an amount of energy. And it's so important to use this energy for our spiritual growth. But if we are losing, I would say, 90% of this energy just to state a state of vibration, which is actually not enough to, to heal ourselves for the next part, then this is not worth it. I would say this is mm -hmm. by using this energy and healing ourselves really on a deep level that we can access to a different frequency. And then actually the panic state will will come and reach us and it's not us with our ego trying to reach this kind of state so for me all process which is including a lot of emotional healing is an interesting process but it has also to be um, I would say light on the physical pressure because a lot of process they have the impression that it's the, the experience of not eating food which is to be in the panic state but it's wrong it's eating I would say enough of prana which is bringing us to the choice that we can't put aside the physical food. But there is some other step that needs to be done. One of them is to be able to connect with our consciousness into the cells, into the information of ourselves, to change the programming, to say, okay, maybe I know that in a different lifetimes, when I was, for example, in Atlantis, when I was at this time, I was able to feed my physical body with prana. But maybe I forget about this knowledge. And I need to restore this programming to allowing myself to open the doors of this, uh, of this food. And actually all the fasting process is really an amazing way to cleanse the physical body. But it's not from this cleansing that we will get to this panic state. We need to bring this higher frequency on the spiritual level. And that's why it's actually quite hard to have the people to flip in this panic experience because they need to have strong faith. They have the faith strong enough that whatever is happening, uh, they will be nourished by everything. So it's like not being afraid of, of dying. Okay, of course, I, I'm not claiming that it's important to force anything, but the trust on the background to move into this panic state is to know that we are spiritual beings without any doubt. 
and the physical body is just, I would say, a consequence of this spiritual state, which is manifested here on this on this plane, and not the reverse. We are not physical body having a spiritual experience. We are really spiritual beings having, for a short period of time, a physical body. And when we are able to to change this paradigm on a so deep level, then we can access to this planet state. So all the process which is uh, incorporating emotional healing, changing of programmation on the spiritual level, uh, and then also cleansing on the physical body, uh, mental body, and every aspect, then it's a good process. And actually, it doesn't. Actually, it's not really important if at the end of this process the person is really uh, completely pranic. I mean, by that, not taking any food or just dividing by two his food. It doesn't matter. What does matter is that the person is able to connect with his pranic journey and the spiritual spiritual growth. Because some people, they're taking this pranic experience, I would say, on the side. They're growing maybe spiritually on some different aspects and they're putting aside. But if a person is maybe in one year becoming pranic and stable with that, and if this person has not used this experience to heal the mind, uh, the emotional body, for me this is just a, a loss of time and experience. It doesn't mean a lot for me. But if the person maybe took 10 years to walk along this way, but has been able to heal a lot and connect to a lot of spiritual aspect of himself, then for me this is worth to move along this pranic, pranic journey. Mm. So about the process, everybody is just trying to shorten a bit the process because the frequency of the universe is increasing on, on planet Earth. But also because the people, they are so uh, so busy that actually they have just one weekend to be panic. Uh, I'm just joking, but it's a bit like that. We, we're living so much in, in the here and now with so much activities. We don't have a lot of time for spirituality. And I think this is a big problem. Spirituality, it takes time. To take place uh, and the question is am i ready to give this time and this energy to be able to experience that in that deeper level and if it's a yes then okay let's start to meditate and then move along the way and experience even more what's happening into my physical body and then maybe uh, at the end it will experience something different on this vibration i'm also uh, giving myself some some teachings some i'm sharing some experiences um, about a process um, the process that I was describing the last year is a bit different right now because myself has I've been changing, and also that I see that the people they have their own their own needs. At the beginning, I wanted to create a story from A to Z and to say, okay, if you're following this story, you will be panic at the end. But actually, that's better for the people that they can choose really what they feel the most needed right now in order to to complete their own journey. But right now, right now, what I'm doing is to help the people to connect with our, I would say, energy bodies. Because if we are able to bring our consciousness into what's happening in our energy body, we are much more aware of where the energy is going. The panic state is always a difference between the input energy, so what I'm able to bring inside the system, and all what is depleting as energy in my system. For example, if I'm having a lot of sadness, this emotional body is leaking a lot of energy and I will need to solve this sadness problem in order to be completely physically nourished. And the idea is more I know myself, more I know what is bringing me this nice energy and what is um, creating some leakage or, or putting some output energy in the system. So it's really from a deep understanding on the energetic level of who we are that we can go on the spiritual path. I have also Another aspect, which is for me related with uh, mediumship and shamanism, this is from the connection with the spirit that we can receive some healing and some teachings in order to move into this panic state. Because if we're just observing what's happening right now with this uh, growing of spirituality around the planet Earth and also with the spirit of the planet Earth, it's always a connection with other beings, which is around the planet. We can speak about Ascendant Master or other beings there, which is helping the collective who are still incarnated to grow spiritually. And if we can connect more directly with these beings and receiving teachings and healings from them, then it's much more efficient because they will be able to tell us exactly where my ego is and what is my next, actually my next trouble, my next struggle to move along this path. And by having this 
strong connection with the spirits, I'm going to be sure that whatever is happening, I will go also spiritually along my pranic journey. So it's, it's really important. And it's also my own experience. I could touch this pranic state when I was connecting uh, really strongly with the spirits. So everybody has this different way. You can have the, I would say the yogi way, or maybe it's the faith way with a lot of prayers. And I choose to, to show a path related with shamanism. So actually all the people coming to Switzerland to follow my course, they will first need to be learning to be a healer for themselves, then to connect with the spirits, to make journeys, to heal their past, but also journeys, shamanic journeys, to connect with the spirits. And from this background of skills, they will grow in this panic state. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing all these um, precious, yeah. uh, interesting experiences and informations. So we arrive at the end. Okay. Pascal, mm -hmm. maybe you have some last few words, uh, last take-home message to share with us now. Yes, yes. Yes. So thank you, thank you for all these questions. Um, a last take-home message, I would say... If what you're doing is simple and bringing you a smile, it means you're already working on this planning journey. Mm -hmm. If what you're doing is creating a lot of resistance around you, something is wrong and you're not moving closer to this kind of state. Every, every day that you're able to work on your smile, you will be working on your panic state. So first work on your smile and then first on the panic state instead of the reverse. This is much more easier like, like that. Um, if you're much more interested about uh, this, I would say, shamanic way to access to this panic state, uh, please just contact me. There is my website. Um, but also inform you, okay, everybody has his own way. Everybody has his own answer. What is even more important is that you actually can find your own answer. And even if you are speaking about a state where there is maybe no physical food, uh, halfway there, you can already find this grace within your physical body. And actually, this is the point here. We, we are looking all for happiness. And if a person, just by doing one weekend experience and understanding what's happening, uh, it's already enough maybe to move to the next step. And it doesn't mean that we need to, to be working 10 years more and to walk all along this path and to create a lot of suffering. Actually, this process needs to bring a lot of easiness in our life. And if it's not the case, maybe ask yourself, which part of myself which is willing to be in this panic state and which part of myself needs to be in this panic state? Because quite often there is a difference between the need and what we want. This is actually the ego or the goal of the soul. So if you can really make this clear distinction of what's happening within your own behavior regarding that, then you can avoid a lot of suffering. Mm. And for some people coming to see me and, and discussing about the panic state, uh, it could be surprisingly surprising but i'm saying okay please go back to the food enjoy the food and enjoy actually the physical experience within the physical food before to move along the next step because they need first to to heal this emotional body and to be able to be really connected with their physical body quite often our mind is deciding what's happening and is putting a lot of pressure on on our physical body but for me this is much more like a teamwork okay there is uh, a guy representing my spiritual beings, another one, the emotional one, the mind, and the physical. And it's really from this collective teamwork that actually we can move to the next step. So just to conclude, if you're doing something which is bringing you a smile in your life, you're on the right track for your spirituality, but also for the pranic state. So namaste, enjoy, thanks a lot. Namaste, yeah. thank you so much. Bye-bye, thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm.